Hey folks, it's Blair here. On this episode of The Year Ones, we're chatting with Spencer Jeffries. After working a few years in interior design, he decided to go back to school to get into marketing. In his year one, Spencer's been working at Simplistics, a custom web and app design and development company, where he wears many hats as digital project manager, from managing internal operations and projects to client service. Hear how getting an unexpected referral changed his job search journey. Get a tip about reading job descriptions to help position yourself when you're ready to apply and how it's important to be honest in a job interview about what you don't know. So put aside those distractions, get ready to think about how these insights and tips can help you, and let's press start on this episode. So Spencer, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. How about, can you uh, introduce yourself, share a bit about more about who you are and, uh, and what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, hello to all the listeners. So uh, as, as Blair mentioned, my name is Spencer. I work at a web design and development company called Simplistics based uh, here in Toronto and with a location in Kitchener as well. And uh, we focus on building websites and custom web applications, mobile applications for our clients. And really we look to uh, build digital projects that you can't get out of the box or you can't get from a template. So looking at unique business needs and, and meeting our clients' objectives by coming up with a solution for them. All right. So one thing you said in this role at Simplistics, you wear many hats. And um, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about some of those hats on that day-to-day basis? Absolutely. So I started, I came from uh, the George Brown Digital Marketing Certificate Program. So I came with a bit of digital marketing to bring into this role. But as my time at the company has has gone on, I've started to dip my toe into all facets of the business. So any given day, or I should say maybe week, I work in operations, I do a little bit of team management, maybe a little human resources, but my day-to-day primary focus and, and primary title is digital project manager. So I'm the, the point of contact for all our clients and I oversee all of their project needs and, uh, and take it from conception and idea all the way through to launching the project for them. So how, how has your previous education set you up for this? So um, you'd mentioned you have uh, some training in interior design, and then you did the digital marketing program. So, yeah, how did it prepare you to get into this web space? That, that's a great question. So, I think that the interior design background that I, I bring forward gives me a unique perspective in problem solving, and it gives me a solution-oriented mindset, which carried over really well into marketing for me because whether it's a project or a marketing campaign, I think there's a lot of benefit in considering the end user, who's going to be interacting with your campaign, who's going to be using the project, who's going to be in that interior space, and how do they interact with it. So I think that I had a great, unique combination of training to let me look at projects from that perspective and then bring the marketing experience that I learned uh, all together into one. And and I think that's really where... um, I feel I succeed in my role is I'm able to look at what the end user is going to going to experience. And I bring that to my projects. So I know in some of my travels, I've in, in 
I guess from a, a business perspective, there's a lot of talk around design thinking and um, and empathy and thinking about the user first. So it's something that uh, you kind of you came with from uh, and and sort of brought that to the table naturally. Absolutely. So what in terms of the the other kind of marketing types of things, what are some of the um, the skills that are required in uh, in this role of yours? Yeah, so for for us, truthfully, the role that I'm in, we focus a little bit more on those digital projects, like I said, websites, mostly applications. But our clients now in this sort of holistic digital world are always looking for advice on things like SEO, things like lead generation, how they interact with their, their customers and build that customer base. And I think coming into a, um, a company where we build those products, even though that we don't focus on the, the content side or the, the long-term SEO side of the projects, bringing that skill into the conversations with my clients who are looking for that knowledge to feel confident that we're going to build their, their product successfully and and with that in mind, I think is, is a great benefit. So I'll get questions about SEO, about content marketing. And even though that's not necessarily our bread and butter, it definitely enhances our offering to our client that I was able to bring that forward. So you can you can understand their needs, you can talk the talk and you can advise them, even if you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily going to do it, you um, you know what it's about and you can help give them direction in some of those areas. Absolutely. And and there is overlap with, with web design. We have to make sure that we're, we're feeding the right code forward for, for search engine optimization. We're giving our, our clients control over their meta, their meta values and their meta descriptions and, and informing them on how to use the website side to really be that foundation of their long-term marketing and uh, digital efforts. So one of the things you'd mentioned in working with uh, the organization, you've launched uh, website projects of all shapes and sizes from um, one person startups to sites that have hundreds of thousands of page views each day. Um, is there a common thread that connects the, <laughs> these shapes and sizes together? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I think um, it's interesting. There's, so many unique aspects when we're looking at different industries and you have to adapt to those clients. But I would say if there's a unique thread that I could identify, it's that regardless of the client's technical know-how, regardless of if they've been dealing in development and software and, and SEO for a decade, or they're one of those startups that have no real, no real knowledge in that area. I think the common thread is that they want everything to be distilled down to to almost layman's terms, they want to just be spoken to one-on-one -on -one and they want to hear, um, how do I explain this? They want to hear in the simplest terms how you're meeting their objectives. They want it to be not jargon filled, even if they understand the jargon. They just want to know, you know what you're talking about. You don't need to um, over explain. You don't need to over complicate things. I think all of my clients across the board Re excuse me, re respond and react well to that type of conversation. So less is more. I'd say so. Yeah. Simplistic. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all in the name. So speaking of yep. simplistics, uh, you said there's, um, it sounds like a couple of offices. Um, 
Is it a smaller business then? And, yes. And yes, what is absolutely. so? What is that environment? What is that environment like as a uh, as a small business in your experience? Yeah. So I know a lot of this podcast is about finding your footing in first year, and for me, this small team was was exactly what I was looking for because it offers a lot of opportunity for growth, and it offers a lot of um, support that I that I in previous jobs in marketing and not in marketing. Um, I feel that might be lacking in, in larger corporations for, for my personal work ethic. So coming in, I was truthfully the first digital project manager at the company and they were just starting to grow a little bit and needed that, uh, that client liaison. And I was able to come in and almost shape the role. I was able to mold myself into the position, learn a lot in that first year, but also kind of define what the role was. And, and now we're such a close knit team and, and, and everyone that I worked with at the, at the beginning is still there that, uh, that gave me some of that knowledge in year one. And, and I like that we're able to build that environment where we support each other, the developers, the designers, management, the, the digital project managers, uh, everyone collaborates really well together. And do you have, since you've started there, are there other uh, digital project managers who have since come on that you've helped shape? Yes, absolutely. So, um, of course, with COVID, things have, have gone up and down and uh, our team has, has shifted a bit, but we, I'm not the only digital project manager anymore and our team is growing and, uh, and we're able, I'm able to impart some of my knowledge to those new, those new hires and learn stuff from them as well. All right. So, so we've heard a bit about what your what your year one is like let's shift it to getting to your year one um what was your job search journey like and do you remember how you got this job specifically (laughs) i i do i do i think my journey was a little a little unique but uh i i went into your program at george brown because i was really interested in the co-op aspect. It's something I, I went through with my design background and I was really looking to find a placement that that was going to be the right fit for me and had the opportunity for a long-term, um, a long-term placement for me, like finding my footing through that placement. Unfortunately, that was not the case for me. It, uh, it didn't work out like that. I loved my, my placement, but uh, the company went through some changes, sold off some of their assets and there was just no opportunity there for me. So I, uh, I finished the program and I kind of had to hit the ground on, on the job hunt. However, I feel very fortunate that after taking a little bit of time when uh, things didn't quite go my way and, and reevaluating, I, I was actually approached by Simplistics because my manager at the placement saw a job listing and they were actually our web vendor at my placement. And he reached out to them and said, if you don't hire Spencer, you're going to regret it. So they reached out to me and I was, I was very lucky that, uh, that he, he put that recommendation forward. And you didn't know that they were, that they were doing this on the back end. I absolutely did not know it. I had a few emails in my placement with Simplistics as our vendor. Um, so my now, my now boss, the owners of Simplistics, I, I had communicated with on a, a couple occasions, but uh, I had just been about four, three or four weeks in the job hunt and they reached out to me and said, Hey, um, you come highly recommended. Do you want to come talk to us? And, and I guess as they say, the rest is history. Wow. 
So one of the things we like to sort of explore is what was the hardest part of the job search? But if your job search mm -hmm. was, uh, <laughs> sorry, you said three to four weeks. Yep. <laughs> was there a hard part of the job search for you or? There absolutely, there absolutely was. So I, I did take about three or four weeks before even sending out my first resume after the placement off, couldn't offer me anything. I was, I was initially under the impression I would get something. So that was sort of a letdown when, when it came out that, um, that things were changing with their, their business model. So I took three or four weeks where I didn't do anything. I got myself prepared. I updated my resume and then, and then it was about, and so I'd say about two months in total before I was, before Simplistics reached out to me, but the hardest part was definitely the letdown of my plan not going as I, as I expected it when I started the program a year before. I thought, this is it. I'm going to find that placement. And it was that month of having to go back to the drawing board, reevaluate, and then um, kind of hitting that wall where I felt like, okay, things didn't go as planned. Now what? So overcoming that was definitely the hardest part. And in that month, how did you, how did you stay, how did you find your confidence again um, or overcome it in those, uh, in that month time frame? Hmm, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know that I, um, that I fully lost it. I think it was more discouraged than, than it was more discouragement than a lack of confidence. I'd say really just, I, I took my time, but just going back to the, to my resume, updating, updating that looking at where my my specific skill set was leaning towards what kind of role so i was looking at positions not applying i was just reading job app, job uh, listings to see what the different maybe paths for me were and trying to figure out what sounded sounded right for me if that makes sense okay so you were so you were like you were trolling the job descriptions and and not planning on applying but just understanding what is there and what jobs look like to help you when you're ready to actually start to jump in. Absolutely. And what those jobs were, were looking for. I, like I said, I was kind of hit that wall. I wasn't, wasn't quite ready to, to put myself out there, but I was still just doing a little bit of research on, on what was, uh, what was out there. And how did, did you find that that, um, that that helped you narrow the path or figure out what, could have been had, of course, uh, all this stuff not not work in the background for you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it it gave me a better understanding and a wider understanding of the range of roles. And I started to understand I needed to not only take this marketing knowledge, but still keep that creative side that I had I had honed for quite a while in interior design. And I was able to understand that okay, when I'm ready to start applying and when I did start applying, I was looking at things that were more in that project management realm. So when Simplistics reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to, to come on and oversee the design and the, the development phases of our projects, it just felt right for me because I, I knew I needed that, that creative outlet. Whereas the position that I, that I found through my co-op I, that I was hoping could be long-term, it didn't have as much of that creativity and, and having that sort of shock of, of losing that opportunity it made me kind of reevaluate and think, okay, was there anything missing from that position? And, and I think that was it. That's a good message there, taking the kind of rolling with things and, and taking the time. Sometimes you don't plan on it, but you had the time to to reflect and really think about what what you needed to make you 
to mo- to make you happy. That's right. How about so? What have you what have you learned in your in all of this in your uh, your year one? What did I learn? Okay, um, great question. I I learned to ask all of the questions. I think a lot of people think starting a new position, starting at, at um, an entry level, that asking questions might look or or be seen as a weakness. And I think for me, as long as you truly listen you learn and you apply what you've learned from asking these questions, you're setting yourself up for success. And I, I said it earlier, now, after my first year, I was able to kind of answer those questions to another new hire. I was able to share that knowledge down. And I think, as I said, some people see it as a weakness, but I do think it's uh, it's the only way to learn is, is ask those questions at the start. Don't be afraid, be confident in what you do know and, and lean into those strengths. Awesome. And, was there anything that you remember that was surprising or unexpected in that uh, in the year? Hmm, question. Surprising. I think what surprised me was finding that right fit really sort of alleviated a lot of the stress that comes with with going into a new industry. So I spoke about it before that the the size of the team and and the creative side of the role really spoke to me. And I think it, it, I don't know why it would be surprising, but it really did sort of shape that first year and make it a lot easier to get through that. I, I found the right support. I found the right team and, uh, and it sounds, it's unsimple, but I was happy. So it just made that first year so much easier and, and so much, uh, so much of the stress just sort of disappeared when I wasn't concerned about, um, about pushing myself to learn and, and accepting that I didn't know everything and I had a lot of room to grow. So if there's a final, a final advice or tip you can give somebody who is working towards their, we'll say their day one, let alone their mm-hmm. year one, this first job, what, uh, what can you leave for them? Hmm, what can I leave? I think, um, it might sound a little counterintuitive, but don't be too confident during the hiring process um, or not being honest in your interview about what you don't know. I think something that I see a lot is people try to oversell themselves getting to that day one, whether it's in interviews, whether it's in networking. And I think something, or at least my opinion, is that the right people wanna work with someone who knows their limitations and are ready to, to collaborate and take their skills to the next level. And I think if someone oversells themselves up front, that they're just setting themselves up to be tasked, tasked above their ability and likely fall below expectations. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Ta- I like it's get, yeah, it's, yeah, I like that. Ta- just tasked above the ability, which is setting the bar too high and then not meeting where that bar actually is that's, for people. That's exactly it. I'd rather work with someone who, who knows their, their limitations and is willing to grow than someone who is overconfident and, and misses that mark. Awesome. Um, all right, Spencer, it's been, uh, it's been wonderful to chat with you on the year ones. 
some, uh, some great tips and guidance for folks. And it's interesting hearing how um, different types of, uh, in this case, learning and work experience comes into play in the, in the marketing space. So sharing uh, principles of design, which uh, I'm not trained in it, but in my time in marketing, I've spent time trying to learn it myself because there's a lot of conversation and marketing is all about, it's all about being, being people first, understanding your, your audience, your customers um, and solving their problems. It's, it's selfless and the fundamentals of design, it, it starts with, the user. It starts with another person first. So I think that's a really interesting insight. Um, so thanks for investing your time with the year one community. And before you go, um, let people know how could they find out about the work that you're doing, uh, connect with you. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us how. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for having me. And, uh, it's it's been a blast. Um, you can find my personal LinkedIn at Spencer Jeffries. You'll see simplistics attached to the name. So feel free to connect with me there. Send me a message. Ask me any questions. I'm not on too many other social media channels, which is uh, surprising for for someone who went through marketing. But uh, that's that's uh, how I like it. And um, the work that I'm doing, check out simplistics.ca. We've got a wide range of, as Blair mentioned, clients, websites, projects, and we're always looking for new talent. So say hi. Awesome. Uh, remember friends, getting a job, any job isn't easy. And ultimately though, there's a role out there for you and we're here to help you get it. So thanks a bunch for listening and I'll look forward to seeing you again next time.